Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic. A podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens sometimes. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can do sometimes. You okay? Uh. <laughs> He's holding his head, friends. <laughs> there was life. Things happened. Yes, I'm sure they did. We went to a music festival in Utah. Yes, we did. That was good. And that was a very good thing. Cameron Esposito was hosting, and Imagine Dragons was the headliner, and their front guy is a recovering Mormon. I don't know if he's recovering or what his scoop is. I guess we could watch that movie that he made. Eventually, I I will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We enjoyed the venue, even though it was hot, I was fine. Mostly. Well, I think I did pretty good considering I was outside all afternoon. I'm not saying you didn't do good. In the heat. I'm just saying that we have slightly different definitions of fine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Didn't find out until later that they were supposed to have gender neutral restrooms or ungendered restrooms. All of them. I didn't know anything about any of that. I didn't know anything about pretty much anything. Except that we were going there and some of the people that would be there doing the show. So it explained, at least when you, you came across that information, it explained why that woman was coming into the men's room as I was leaving. Because so. she was uh, practicing the option of using the restroom. I don't know why she wants to go in the restroom with the urinals except to make sure that it's all good to go in there. Don't know. I don't know. It's okay. Most of the time it would be because the women's restroom was too crowded. But that That is a thing that would happen, although it wasn't that day. And especially not as early as that happened. Although the the stadium had some really weird, like, oftentimes there's like an open walkway with like a mini wall in front of it, like a five foot wide wall in front of the walkway to get into the bathroom. Both sides of this miniature wall will let you go into the women's room. But at some of these, like there was a, a divider there and like the right side would go into the men's and the left side would go into the women's. So it may have also been something like that. I don't know. Doesn't matter. She saw me coming out. She seemed like she had a purpose, which might have just been the restroom. I don't know. That's generally one's purpose for going yes, into yes, the restroom. If you're going into the men's restroom and it's a... Unless gym. you're conservative, in which case you're going in to check trans people's pants. I'm not sure they're going to get what they think they want. <laughs> but anyhow... <laughs> Apparently, there were a handful of people who didn't get to go to the bathroom that they felt was appropriate for them. Security was making problems. Well, we read about that later. We never saw any of it. Right. And I found the bathroom quite a bit because I drank a lot of water. It was really hot out. So we're not making it sound as fun as it was, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yes. And there was a live stream and the link to it is in the show notes. The music was quite wonderful. The music was good. Mm -hmm. The music was very good. And if you got there for the first few acts then you had a real treat because like if you're thinking oh i'm just going to see the headliner i don't need to see the openers no some of some of these quote unquote openers were just like amazing true but that's what we get for getting there early yes we got to see all the peoples yep and then we were staying with a friend of mine who i've known since i went to jesus college your, your friend and his husband they're very nice guys yes they're they amazing their human company. beings i kind of hoped that we would get to sit down with a microphone with them but i hadn't brought one and i didn't know if they would be up for it and then it was a lot of time that had been used on other things anyway so but they're great people good guys and 
the husband of the person I went to college with is recovering Mormon. Yes. And um, was not able to go with us, but had very thoroughly informed his husband, my friend, to take us to the temple or the temple grounds, as it were. Yes. Which you wore a, um, a trans shirt while you were there. I did. And I didn't even think about the fact that you were wearing your trans shirt to the Mormon temple until we got there. And I'm like, hey... And then someone talked to you. Right, because I have two shirts, compliments of you. And yes, one I wore to the concert, mm-hmm. and the other one I wore the next day. And I thought, well, if I don't wear this shirt right away, I might get gun shy or something about, you know, being out because otherwise I'm not as used to that. I got you those shirts because you had been talking for a while before everything exploded when we had time to talk about gendery things. Mm-hmm. You had been talking for a while about wanting to be more out and wanting to be able to be visible and be a role model or even just a visible member of the community for people who needed more visibility. Yes. And then we got carried away by an onslaught of all the things. Yeah, for sure. Anyhow, yes, I did wear my shirt and I didn't think about where we were going or what we were doing, but a few people talked to me that day. Uh, when we went to breakfast, we went to a pub. Yes. For breakfast, brunch stuff. Yes. And I like that because I could have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> but I got in there and we were trying to see the... Uh, the, the menu boards. Daily, yeah, the yeah. daily specials. And this woman and her husband were sitting near there and, and they started talking to me because of my shirt. That's they, totally great. Yeah. They they uh, saw my shirt and they said, did you go to Love Loud? And I said, I did. And they said they were there. And they were a stereotypical middle-aged looking couple, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah. And Heteronormative, middle class. Mormons. Mormons. They were Mormons. She who told were me. at the pub having their pint with their breakfast too. She, she was having a something. Yeah. But uh, she talked to me for a while. I saw that and I thought, and I even said to my friend, I said, he talks to people a lot for an introvert. They start talking to me and usually it's one person. So they're having a conversation about something in particular and I can manage that. Did they approach you and talk to you as much before you transitioned? Yes. Did, did random people just yes. talk to you? I'd be in an ice cream line and some would start telling me their life story. Yes, it did happen that way. I'm sorry. Yes. This is why you're in mental health. <laughs> yeah, they just start talking. <laughs> uh, but it was interesting because uh, she said that they probably would leave the church, but they felt that there needed to be dialogue. And if they weren't there, there wouldn't be that dialogue. That's interesting. That's a surprisingly appropriate use of privilege. <laughs> yes. So we, we had a little talk. And, and then, of course, I said, I, I think probably my wife and my wife's friend would want me to come back so they can order breakfast. But really, I wanted to have my beer. So <laughs> and I was done having a conversation as an introvert. Yes. Yeah, I, I was like, okay, thank you for the conversation. Bye. And then after breakfast, we did go to the temple grounds. Yes. And we went into the visitor center or something. and The Let Us Please Convert You Center? Yes. Yeah. I, I never think of that because I'm not going to be converted. So No, but I see it all over because, I mean, think back to when you were in a religious group that wanted to convert people and how much of that language was, you know, just very scripted. And you can see it there on the walls and in the displays and in the yeah, scripts. Well, I was just there to see what kind of things were. Yeah, I was there to see that. Yeah. But not in the same way they wanted me to. Um, <laughs> Fair. 
And we walked in and, and a lady and her husband and their their kid had just come in and, and uh, she said, I like your shirt. And I thought, oh yeah, I have the shirt on. And I said, thank you. And then they went and then she came back mm-hmm. and she said it was very personal for her family. And she thanked you for wearing it in that setting specifically. Thank you for wearing that here. And I would have been interested in having a little conversation about that. Yeah. But they had other things to do. They had small humans. She had to scurry off and attend to what she had just come back to tell me. So that was great that mm-hmm. you were originally like concerned about being out and especially in a fairly religiously overtoned community. <laughs> I think I was more concerned with being out because even though, you know, I had been considering that I want to do that, this year has been such an ordeal and so much emotional and psychological energy has been drained, not even spent, but drained out of me. Yes. That I didn't have the preparation and mindset to... To deal with the potential problems, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But I think that the day that, you know, the responses that you got to both of your shirts on both days was was phenomenal. And I think that's good. Yes. Yay, out. That's right. And speaking of being out, you're not out at work, or at least you're not like visibly out and proud. You're not like completely stealth either, but... No, but I can't, in my position at work, I can't take that crusade no. with me. <laughs> no, if if you are there to provide mental health services, it could too easily become about you if that became a thing. Yes, and I can't provide the same services under those conditions. Right. So I do have a client that brought up trans status questions recently. We were talking about various things. And one of them was about, we went from like science fiction to... What do you think about them transgenders? Uh, not quite that bad, but something close to it. Yeah. Shows on TV that talk about different things, including transgender folks. Mm-hmm. And her question was, and she's old, much older, mm-hmm. probably like in her 80s or something like that, that age group. What did I think about that? Isn't that a mental health diagnosis? Me being, you know, the mental health person. Yes. And I said, well, it was. And she said, do do most of them go back? And I thought that's an odd question. You know? That would indicate that she's in contact with some fairly conservative type people who are sort of like anti-vaxxers. They, they will look for the one piece of evidence that supports their idea and ignore the thousands of pieces of evidence that support the majority idea. Right. So we had a little conversation about that, which of course, being me is interesting position because I can't come out, but I do have a perspective on this issue. (laughs) And I could also inform her that from my position, we have certain trainings that we go through that include transgender youth and so forth. And she was curious about that because, you know, in the same light as you were just speaking of, you know, supporting one's own ideas or perspective. Right. She said, well, what about the kids? Because that seems like that could be a problem. And so I, I was able to say, well, most people do not actually go back. You know, that's not necessarily something somebody wants to go through to then go back through it again. No. Um, and with kids, they're very cautious about transition and hormones and their kids' bodies being ready for that type of thing and the parents' support and the whole the whole deal, mm-hmm. which seemed to be a relief to her. Oh, good. Because I'm the mental health person, so I can give the official information from there. 
That's good. Which I was glad of. Because um, you goodness only knows what other kind of information she would be getting. Well, what she said is she heard that Caitlyn Jenner was going back to being Bruce Jenner. And I said, well, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I had not heard that. And that's what led to the other part of the conversation. And then, so I came home and talked to you about that. Yeah. And you looked it up because that's what you do immediately. Anytime I hear someone say, I heard, or I thought I saw, my first step is to look it up. And it turns out that that was something that was started by a parody news site and then picked up by right-wing conservative type media as a, hey, look, here's one more detransitioner. Right. And you said it was and it, based on, on her having a girlfriend. Yes, because she likes women, which... I can't say I blame her. Might have been a clue by the wives that she had before that. You know. Just saying. Well, there are a lot of people who can't quite separate the idea of who you like and who you are. Right. And, you know, if if you're trans, it's because you just lesbianed so hard that you became a guy or gayed so hard you became a girl or whatever. I don't know. (laughs) You you sure wouldn't from that perspective. I'm like, what the hell are they thinking? I'm not quite sure. But this is like the, the perspective when things are so jumbled up in people's heads that they think, oh, well, if she has a girlfriend, then she must still be at least somewhat male or... Right. Well, I, I saw the person again today and I told her, I said, well, so I looked that up mm-hmm. and uh, apparently that's not true. What the story is, is that Caitlyn Jenner has a girlfriend. And so some news sites were taking that up as a detransitioning mm-hmm. because she has a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. instead of a boyfriend. And so it was like, oh, okay. So there were not more questions. She's gay. She is bi. She's still a girl. She may be none of the above and still a girl. Doesn't she matter. Be gay or bi or... Who knows what? Yeah. We're not dating her, so we don't have to be worried about it. Fair enough. Right? Thank God. So I yeah. hear she's a jerk. Well... Anyway. You can probably hear a lot of things. So I should go look that up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that people should have looked up, though, our number one child. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, teenagers who don't follow your advice or anyone else's that might know what they're doing. Although, I mean, come on. How how many things, when you and I were adolescents, did we do that no one could have told us otherwise? That people may have even tried to tell us otherwise? No idea. I don't think anybody was trying to tell me anything, but I could be wrong. Okay, fair. I probably was trying to tell them. That is the nature of the thing. Yeah. Although there there must have been other caring adults in your life, teachers, counselors, somebody gave a rat's ass about you, friends, parents. I don't remember getting advice. I remember being told that they had advice, but they weren't going to give it because they knew that I wouldn't listen. Oh, well, that's helpful. I know, right? (laughs) And they were probably right because it was probably about, you know college or my major or my first marriage. And they're right. I probably wouldn't have listened. And you're just shaking your head. Yep. That would be nodding. You're just nodding your head because you know, I still don't listen. (laughs) (laughs) We, well, people especially don't listen to them. But anyhow, our, our number one child had a planned adventure. He did. He is now he way more adventurous than he had graduated tended. from high school and getting ready to go and do the college and career thing. And he has a girlfriend in the UK and he had a plan to go and live with her. And before he left, there were numerous adults in his world who were telling him 
Various types of advice, such as, don't buy a one-way ticket. There are several problems with that. You can't go to another country with a one-way ticket. They might send you back because they think you're going to stay, and they didn't invite you. If you don't have a visa, you don't get to stay. And there are some fairly lax expectations with countries that have strong economic ties. We do a lot of trade with the UK. We do a lot of trade with Australia. We do a lot of trade with some other countries where we could go and visit as tourists and not need to pre-apply for a visa. If you, I, all I did was Google it and I found the answers right away. If you're going for more than 90 days, you need to request a visa. Okay. So, so if, if he's planning on going, he either needs to get the visa or he needs to tell them that he's not going to stay for more than 90 days and then get married. Well, if you have a round trip ticket that comes back before 90 days, they're probably not going to ask you all these things. Yeah. Okay. He but, wasn't going to listen to any of this. Well, he he was insistent on doing it his way. Nobody knows exactly what he did. We do know he had a one-way ticket because That's, he was quite insistent about he didn't want to spend the money on a round-trip ticket. If he wasn't going to be coming back. Because he was certain he wasn't coming back. He was so wrong. I'm glad I didn't completely turn off of his phone, although I will be doing that anyway soon. So... Anyhow, to, to solve the mystery, our, our number one child got all the way to the UK, spent the night in customs, and got sent back to the US. We don't know what happened. He didn't tell us. But my guess would be he answered the questions in a way that led them to believe that he was not going to be following the rules and staying less than 90 days without a visa. Well, the autism is a possible issue. And then, as we know, he, he apparently was trying to wean himself off his meds, which is always an issue. Yes. And he did have doctor support. And like the doctor had... Had, he had been talking with the doctor about this for a while, and they had made a plan. And going on a trip without your anti-anxiety meds is going to only increase the stereotypical autistic quirks. Especially if you've never been on a plane and now you're going to another country on a plane? You know. Well, in any case, we can only suspect what, what happened, but he did get de detained and deported. I don't know if they call it deporting if they don't actually get, let you into the country. True. If you don't leave the airport, you're not actually in the country. Yeah. So he got returned. They um, said, this one's a lemon. We want our money back. Yeah. I... I was a bit surprised just because, you know, he's a tall white guy. and But then I remembered the way he answers questions, which is... I think um, maybe it might be that... The the customs people don't want an indirect answer to any questions. No. And he doesn't answer things directly. Ever. He, does, he, he answers them even less directly off of meds. Mm-hmm. So that could have been it too. Who knows? Could be. I don't know. Don't know if we'll find out. Don't know. Possibly he doesn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't want to. No. I think it would be a huge disappointment to... I, I think that's fair. Get all the way across the pond and sit in the airport and then get back on the plane and come back. On the upside, he now needs to get a job because he thoroughly intends to apply for a visa and go back. Well, I'm sure she's after him to do that too. Oh, yeah. Because, um, you know, we can't forget that the girlfriend is over there thinking that she's going to have her boyfriend now, but he's not there. But he, I don't think he had intended to get a job. No, but I think the money's all gone now, or mm -hmm. fairly so. Oh, yeah. All the money he got for graduation is what he had saved up to make this adventure. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the 18-year-old needs a job and got sent back from the UK. 
Got yeah. to spend the night in an airport. Yeah, I almost got to spend a night in another one because I didn't have a direct flight to our dinky little place. Oh, my God. So we had to get to the bigger place that's closest to our dinky place. That's not the one that's closest. It's not even close to the one that's closest. It's the one that they had the cheapest flight to send him back on. Well, because it's a popular place. Any place with a big enough airport. Yeah, pretty much. I don't know if they made him pay for the ticket or not. I don't think he'll tell. I don't think so either. Should we send his sister to ask? We might. It's kind of, I'm just kind of curious. I'm curious also. I'm like, so what happened? When I went to pick her up from their father's house last night, he was quite pleasant. He, you know, I said, so how's the job hunt going? And he says, well, I've been looking a little online, but mostly I'm trying to recover from two and a half days worth of jet lag. I should start submitting applications by the end of the week. So he was like, actually had a functional plan to recover from his adventure and start the job seeking process. He's not too bad off of his meds, I guess. I'm wondering if they asked him something about not having had a job, that this is on his mind, not that just because be. of the money. That could be. Because I think he has enough money, or unless he totally wasted it all before he left. Right. His ticket was not that expensive. Mm-hmm. The first one. The first, second one might have been pretty expensive. If, if they had... made him buy a ticket back. I, I I can't imagine that they would, though, because, like, what do you do if you have somebody who doesn't get through customs that, like, doesn't have the money to buy a ticket? What do you do? You just let them sit there until they have the money? No, they had to send them back anyway. So but there has to be... somebody has to pay for that, you know? It comes out of somebody's till. It comes out of the budget set up by the people who don't want immigrants and want to send people back where they came from. Well, now we'll have to see if they if he applies for a visa, if they give it to him, or if they deny it, because he already tried to be shady, as far as they're concerned. That is a that is a possibility. I should ask our friend Reg from Galley. About? He would probably know, because he just went to the UK. Under such very different circumstances, I'm sure. But I don't know if he needed a visa or anything else. Well, I asked my work wife, and she did not. She did not need a visa when she went to visit? No. Because it's a vacation and she had a round trip ticket. Oh, there is that. (laughs) Oh, for fuck's sake. The State Department website and the UK travel information webpages will tell you what you need. They will. Yes. And you can believe them or you can choose not to and deal with the consequences. Yeah, I'm just curious if if they said something about a job and that's why he... Could be. We kept trying to talk to him about that beforehand, too. We kept saying, you should have a job because it'll look better that you had a job. Even if you're only planning on being here for two months between graduation and travel, you should still get a job for those two months. So what changed his mind? Because I just so don't believe it's the money. I do believe it's the money because he intends to get a visa and go back and there's no way for him to afford a visa and a plane ticket without a job. He has used up his money. I don't think he's used it all up, but I might be wrong. He might have wasted it. He might have. He has been spending a lot of time with his father. True. All right. Well, I think we'll have to send a spy. I think we will. (laughs) A small, very manipulative spy. (laughs) Yes, please. But at least she's manipulating on our behalf. Maybe. We hope. Somehow the talking gets turned off when they get there, but I don't know. Maybe she'll ask anyway. I don't know. Anyway, um, so is that it? Well, that's probably it. Okay. Yep. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. 
We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. My voice feels very echoey. I don't know why. Is it because that door is closed or? No. No, it does that sometimes. I've been considering egg crate foam for this corner. For the walls? And the windows, just panels that we can put up when we need to record. Straight guy decor. (laughs) (laughs) You roll them up and put them somewhere else in the meanwhile. Yeah. Where will they go? Underneath that couch you're sitting on? There's a bunch of stuff under there. (laughs) God. Well, okay. Would you just buy a king size thing of it and put it against the wall? Or you buy it in 12 by 12 or 18 by 18 squares from acoustic supply shops. Is it where we're sitting when we sat on these sides? Was it better? Not really. No? No. All right, well. Anyway. I'm not the sound person, so. It's okay. You don't have to be. That is true. You don't need to be sound. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing, too. Right? Yeah. Oh, how many have you had? Um, Uh, Only one, but it was a double. All right. Good for you. I didn't want to get up and pour it again. I appreciate that. (laughs) So, life. Yes, and she thanked you for wearing it. That's my shot alarm. Okay. It's shot day. It is shot day. You can hit the main button and it'll do that too. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.